Liat, do you remember episode 139 when we were talking with Emily Varon about her workbook, The Beating BCBA Burnout? She talked about the experience of sitting in someone's home for hours at a time and how much time you're wasting. Yeah. And what was her response that you should be doing with all that time? You should be up your data book's ass. Exactly. You need to be spending time digging into and analyzing the data in order to plan out how you're going to translate this into a report. When there are goals that haven't been worked on and parent training that hasn't been touched. Which is a shit ton of work, but totally necessary. It's a lesson most of us have learned the hard way. Well, guess what? We have a new sponsor for the ad, our first sponsor. It is Twill, and they are all about making your data work for you. Instead of just sitting in the room for four hours, pouring through endless data points. You mean room. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Twill creates video highlight reels of sessions with technician annotations so you can be there for every important moment, even when you're not. Wait, what? This sounds amazing. I know. So today's episode is brought to you by Twill from Spectrum AI. Twill is the first true electronic health record built for today's modern ABA practices with enhanced supervision features for BCBAs and session management tools for RBTs. Twill simplifies data collection, automates documentation, and records your sessions through video with ease. If you want a better experience, better data, and better outcomes, you need to go to twill.co. That is T-W-Y-L-L dot C-O. You can fill out a form and get a chance to win a goodie bag that will include one of our very own Love You Mean It bucket hats, as well as a Twill crossbody bag and a chance to get a shout out on our podcast. Go to twill.co. That is T-W-Y-L-L dot C-O. It's behavior bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. There is a very special guest today and you all are extremely lucky to have her filling in for me because I am on my way to New York to pick up my new puppy. So a little update on my life uh, before we get into the episode. Since I've moved to Dallas and in living alone, I have always been a cat person, but I was feeling feeling the need for some companionship. So I am picking up a little puppy chihuahua, and even though Liat tells me it's going to be annoying, I can't wait. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I miss you. I love you. Mean it. And I will definitely be back for the next one. Hey, guys. It's Liat. And Casey. We are here with episode 152. And what do you have for us today, Casey? What rhyme do you have? Episode 152. Things the moms will do. Things the mom will do. Perfect. All right, guys. If you missed the point, this is not Casey. But we have a fill-in for Casey today. Someone trying to try out to be the other behavior bitch. We're having tryouts. Be on the lookout. No, I'm kidding. Everyone calm down. It's still Casey. But I have a very special guest who is actually filling in for Casey today. Casey is picking up her dog. But before we get there, I need a review of the day. Special guest, I'm not going to say your name yet, but can you give us a review of the day? Okay, the review of the day came from Behavior Bro. I like the name, Behavior Bro. Behavior Bro, it's cute. And they said, 
These girls are awesome. The show is so relatable and breaks down every behavior into behavioral concepts. A must listen for anyone in the behavior analysis field, but also a must listen for anyone who is interested in why we do and what we do. Beautiful. Thank you, Behavior Bro. Thank you, Behavior Bro, for this review. This is so sweet. I love getting reviews, and from a bro is even cooler. All right. So today's guest, her name is Isabella. Isabella. Isabella, and that's with one L, not two, do not to be confused. And I am really excited for this podcast, and I've been dying to do it and kind of tell the story about this guest. Today's episode is not necessarily going to be covering behavior robot terms because the behavioral robot is out with Casey. But today's really talking about a story of someone who's involved in the field on both sides, both having an individual with autism as a son, a very special little boy we'll talk about, and on the working side of the field. But the story behind it is really amazing. So, Isabella, welcome. Thank you so much. We are coming, we are on a high right now, Isabella and I. We just came back from Seattle. Seattle. And Seattle, we went there for Coldplay. We went to the Coldplay concert in Seattle. And I went with Isabella for the purpose of, well, she loves Coldplay, right? She's like, you must go. So I went with her. I, when I got divorced, I said, I'm going to start doing things in my life that are different than I would usually do, which is stay in my house. And so we booked a ticket. We went to Coldplay and it really was so amazing. It was amazing. Oh, I guess we do have a behavior concept because, so Isabella, Coldplay is special to you. Why? Because I gave birth listening to Coldplay. So when she gave birth, she listened to Coldplay. Yeah. I didn't really know Coldplay by that time, but the doctor knew and she was like, do you mind me putting a song? I was like, I just want to push this child out. You can put whatever you want. And she put Coldplay <laughs> and I loved it. Okay, so that so it was paired, but you had a good experience with it. Yeah. Since then, what happened? I love Coldplay. Top one in my list. No, but then you told me you had a bad experience. Oh yeah. Then I paired with someone something not so good. And I had to get over it. An event that like it, an event that happened at a Coldplay concert. Yeah. That didn't end, like, so good. And so then it was negatively paired, right? First it was like, oh, this is paired amazingly, right? This is, by the way, basic conditioning, right? And then I'm like, I'm going to repair the situation. Get it? LOL. Literally repair. And I'm going to go with you, and we're going to have the best effing time. And Coldplay will be a positive thing again. And it was. It was amazing. It was amazing. The light show, I mean, I feel like... For someone who does acid or mushrooms or something, which we didn't do and don't do, I would totally recommend it. Those lights are wild. <laughs> they are really wild. So cool. Okay, so Isabella, where are you from? I am from Brazil. Where in Brazil? I am from a small city, like a big farm. It's called Unai. 
close to the capital, Brasilia, but Le no one knows my city. No one knows it because no. you grew up on a farm. Yeah. Literally a farm. Okay. So you grew up on a farm. You get married. No, I grew up in the farm and I went to the capital to study, to college. And what did you go to? What did you study in college? Law. I'm a lawyer in Brazil. Isabella is a lawyer in Brazil. I am. I love this. Don't forget, today's episode is sponsored by Twill by Spectrum AI. All right, so TLDR or Too Long Didn't Listen, right? It's usually TLDR, Too Long Didn't Read, Too Long Didn't Listen. The cool things about Twill, I'm going to summarize it for you right here. It's the idea and amazingness that you could review session video anywhere at any time. So if you're not able to be there, you could check in what happened at a session, which I'm sure all of you know, it's hard to be everywhere at once. You can use the videos to enhance the RBT and parent training. Again, you're seeing what's happening. You're able to be there and give that feedback. You can complete inline edits for programming on the fly, which is amazing, meaning you don't take it all home so that you have to make programming later. You could do it on the spot, generate reports at the click of a button. That sounds amazing. And making in-session session management and data collection as easy as possible for technicians. Maybe this will help us have happy technicians who stay around longer and love doing what they do. It's all these little things to make life easier and make people love their job. So go check out Twill. Okay, so Isabella's a lawyer in Brazil. Then take me a little bit through your story. You're a lawyer in Brazil. I graduated, I had this job. I was doing great. My career was going perfect and I had an amazing job and then I got a second job. So I was making a lot of money. Everything was going great. And I had my son. You got pregnant. I got pregnant. I had my son. And I think when he, he was. Let's give son a name. What is the son? son? Oh, his name is Theo. He's eight years old. He's eight years old. And yeah. sometimes he refers to himself differently. Sometimes yeah. it's Teo, Tio. Yeah, he, he changes the way he likes to be called, which is which is okay. Yeah, like so he says, yeah. do you know what? I think that's actually normal. Like, when I'm around my nieces, like, they're always pretending things. So, like, I'm not Liv. I'm Shoshana. And I'm like, oh what? God. I'm like, I literally don't know who to call you anymore. She's like, I'm a puppy. So, at least he's, like, just changing, like, the enunciation of yeah. his name. It's, it makes Theo it easier. And – at some point, my father-in-law, before he turns two, for sure, he noticed that he wasn't waving no more, not answering to his name. And then they waited. They waited for Christmas and New Year to pass to come to me and have a conversation and say, hey, we noticed this. And we think we should take him to a neurologist. And I was shocked because imagine you were a mom working so much as a lawyer, so hard. My Your son, first child. My first child, only child, like working like crazy to pay school, babysitter, typical Brazilian life, Brazilian uh -huh. mommy, trying to provide as much as I could. Brazilian mommy. Yeah. But when they said that, something inside me was, hey, yeah, there is something wrong. Like you, did you feel, you kind of felt it before? Yes, but I think I was trying to avoid. Okay, and but when you said he stopped waving, so was he doing typically developing things before this? He was, and he stopped. He was doing everything, like, normal. Uh -huh. He was 
achieving all the milestones, everything. And then he stopped around 18 months. 18 months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then... They have this intervention with you. We, I mean, I'm trying to remember everything. We went to different doctors in Brazil. We tried everything. We tested everything. No one wanted to give us a diagnosis because in Brazil, years ago, I'm sure right now it changed, but they would say, just wait until he turns eight, and then we can give you the diagnosis. Would they diagnose autism there? I Are they aware? Right, Are they aware? They use no, they were not. But now they are more. There are like two or three good doctors in the whole country. And they are diagnosing kids. Um, at age eight? At, no, very early. Because e imagine if I had waited until he was eight. Thank God, like, I didn't wait. No one wanted to commit and say, hey, it's autism. Okay. And but, maybe change And let's, ju let's just say that. They were able in Brazil to say it's autism at age three, let's just say. Mm -hmm. What would they do? Like, what's like, okay, you get the diagnosis is like, okay, what that, does that mean? Okay, at that time, didn't mean much because actually, for me as a mom, I really wanted to know. When I knew it was autism, I was like, okay, now I know what is it. It was painful, of course, but I, I was done. I knew. I had an answer. That's all that I wanted. Yeah, but I mean, like, would they provide treatment or anything At there? that time, no. The insurance, the insurances would not cover ABA. In addition to that, we had no ABA providers close by. I think only two in Sao Paulo. They were super packed. I have to pay someone in an, another state to come see my son and pay all the costs for that, like flying tickets, hotel, everything. Mm -hmm. And... Anyway, coming back to the doctor, I didn't wait until he was eight. I was like, okay, I can't anymore. I'm going to find the best doctor and I'm going to go for this appointment. So I found a doctor. He is Brazilian, but living Where? in Florida. Living in Florida, okay. I found on the internet. And then I found... How did you even know what ABA was? Well, when I started to like, okay, I think it's autism. I started to look for everything. And then I found out more about ABA. Okay. I knew a little bit at that time. And then I, okay, I found him, but he was working in Florida. And I tried to call, we tried to call the the office so many times to schedule an appointment, but we couldn't. I didn't speak English. And my son's dad, he was like trying to, but we couldn't get the call. We couldn't make the appointment all the way from Brazil. It wasn't working. And I was like, you know something? My mother-in-law, she found her, his wife, on Instagram. And then we messaged her. <laughs> hey, we are Brazilians. We need a, an appointment whenever you are. The first appointment we have a, you have a, available, we are going to go. Please, we need this. She was like, oh, I'm going to actually be in Sao Paulo. We are going to be in Sao Paulo. In February. The doctor? Yeah. And the only, the only thing is like, I might let you know only one or two days before. You won't. You will not have time to plan a lot. We are like, fine, that's perfect. So How we, far is San Paulo from you? We had to take a flight, like two hours flight. It wasn't that bad. Oh, but okay, but it's not like drivable. No, not drivable. Okay. And we went to São Paulo. We had this appointment, and we got the diagnosis. And then he was like, okay, you have to try ABA 
for a year. He was a neurologist. He was a neurologist. You have, you have, you should try ABA for a year. OT, PT, speech, and then we can have another appointment and see how it goes. And then I told him, but I, I've been looking for ABA. There is no ABA here in Brazil. Maybe we should move somewhere like U.S. because I know, like. Things are going to be so hard here. He was like, just give it a trial here. Let's see how it goes. So we tried everything the best we could for a year. And then we scheduled another appointment, this time in Florida. So like for that year, what were they doing? You had ABA therapists or they were telling you what to work on? This is crazy. Because now when I know more about ABA, I know my son was not getting real ABA. The company would come and say, hey, we can just train whoever you trust, a babysitter or a school teacher, and they can come here to your house two hours a day and just implement the program. Now that you know where they solid programs? The programs were horrible. Good joke. They couldn't measure. They, it was like, it was just like a binder full of like 100 pages, probably copy and paste for every just like child. Just like, pick which ones might yeah. help. And there was no supervision. The RBT we had at that time, it wasn't an RBT. She got like one hour training and she was supposed to to provide the services. So of course it wasn't good. It was horrible. So the services were not the best. And we had this follow-up appointment a year later. In Florida. In Florida, yeah. And I decided, okay, I, I'm going to find a mom on Instagram, someone living there, and I'm going to ask about ABA providers there. Because when I go there to see the doctor, then I want to know what is different there. What do they do there that it's different? So how do you type in Brazilian mom Florida? To be honest, I don't, there was this um, mom, she had an Instagram, and she would post a lot about services. She had a daughter on the spectrum and I was following her. It was super helpful and I would go to the comments and find someone and try to talk. And I finally found someone. She told me everything. She explained to me all the services and she recommended one ABA provider. So I scheduled an appointment with this ABA provider right after the doctor. Are you private paying all of this? Private paying everything. Okay. At that time. So... We went to this follow-up appointment, and to be honest, it was harder than the first one. I think for the first one, I, of course, I was sad. No one wants something happening to their own child. Right. It hurts. It's painful. It's, you don't know what is it. You know there is no cure. There is no medicine. It's not a surgery. And, like, the unknown. Like, you're like, no, what is the yeah, future? You have I mean, right now, I am the person who thinks, okay, we have no control. Everything is in God's hands. Mm -hmm. But by that time, I was like, okay, now I have zero control. I don't know. The therapists, they cannot guarantee how far my son will go. And this is so hard. You don't know. It's always a, a fight, always something. Is he going to talk? Is he going to be able to go to school? Is he going to be independent? Is he going to be able to... Be potty trained. Is he going to, I don't know, to have friends, to be invited for birthday parties? 
So all those thoughts in my mind the whole time. So for the second appointment, I said it was even harder because I got there with my heart full of hope. Okay, I, we did we, the best we could. Uh -huh. Everyone was so involved in this. During this year, his grandparents, his dad, myself, everyone trying the best we could. And then the doctor was actually really cold. I think that day he didn't check his file. And by the way, we paid $800 for that appointment four years ago. Wow. He didn't check Tails' files. He was just acting as he didn't know him. He didn't remember like anything yeah. from that first interaction. And it lasted like 15 minutes and he said, hey, he didn't make the progress we expected. And I don't know. I don't think he's going to be able to talk like this. And then my heart was so broken. I remember I couldn't walk out of the hospital, like crying so much, so much. It was so painful. And all like the he time, didn't give you any hope. No, and it. he didn't say like, do this, try this or do that. I was just crying. I couldn't even say anything. We were just walking out of the office trying to, you know, get the pieces, put it together and go to the next appointment. And it is even hard to remember. It hurts. It still hurts. Um, so we went to this other appointment with the AB provider. We told her everything. She explained it a little bit about the services. And I was like, that's it. We have to move. We are going to move. It was October 2018. I was like, okay, we are going to go back to Brazil. We are going to organize everything. Wait, when you went to the ABA provider, did they speak Portuguese? No. No, and imagine that. I understood everything, she said. Everything. In English? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know a word in English. So at that time, uh, my son's dad, he was like, okay, let... He was asking her all the questions, translating, because he, he speaks English. So, but I understood everything. I don't know how. I think such a... An MO. When there's an MO, there's a way. Oh, my God. And we came back from Brazil. Our family, they were all waiting to hear good news. And we didn't have it. Imagine. Wow. And then I told them. I remember to talk to my parents-in-law. They were very supportive. She was like, yeah, I understand. And we are going to help you to get there. It was actually hard. That, that means like leaving my career, leaving my dog, leaving my house, leaving my family behind, leaving everything I knew and going to try something. So we actually sold everything we had. It wasn't much. My car, everything in the house, and we moved it to U.S. in three months under my visa, my student visa to start services. So Wait, your student visa was student visa? I had a student visa. I, it was the fastest way to go to U.S. and cheapest at that time. And what school did you get it through? Well, I just studied the cheapest I could. I couldn't go to a university, so I went to an English school. It was the cheaper way to get the visa. Oh, so like if you go to like an English learning program, you could get the visa? Yeah, but you must attend the program like every day. It's very serious because they report like attendance to immigration. So did you attend every day? Every day. She's a rule follower also. I am. But you did learn English there, it seems. I, 
I learned a little bit. I tried my best. And then while I was there, my son was having ABA. And after we got here in four months, he started to talk full sentences. In another language. In another language. Okay, okay, okay. So it wasn't that easy. So hold on. So, had... so wait. Let's go back a little bit. So you're in these English classes. Yeah. How many hours a day is that? It was from nine to one. Nine to one. Okay. And are you doing your job as a lawyer on the side? I was working online at that time and looking for another job here. But did you have permission to work here? Nope. At that time, no. But I would babysit. I would take care of people. I would do whatever I could to make money. And same, and same as his dad, he came here. He had to leave his career. And at that time, he was working in a mall. But then, imagine... COVID came, things got, things got really harder at that time. And financially, obviously, the mall closed, so his dad had no job. And I got an opportunity to work as an RBT because they need the company, one company I knew needed someone like a Portuguese speaker for one specific client. And they were like, okay, take the RBT course. We think you are a good fit. The client will wait for you. I was like, wow, great. I got this job, but it didn't last long. They were not paying on time. It lasted like two years. Two years? Yeah. That lasted I, long. What do you mean they didn't pay on time? Well, I ended up not getting paid. For the entire time? No, but it was a pain to get paid. It wasn't on time. I never knew when I would get paid. And because... You but weren't I legal usually, to work here. You had nothing covering your rights. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I usually love my clients so much. So much. I would drive one hour to go see my client without getting paid and be happy doing that. So happy. I, oh, my God. Especially with the last family I worked with, which was in the hardest like time because I wasn't getting paid for three months. I usually love going there. And meanwhile, like... During COVID, I had this idea. I was like, okay, I want to stay in the field. My English course is online now. I don't have to attend in person. I'm going to start the, I'm, I'm gonna start my master to be a BCBA because I can do both at the same time from the house. Wow. So I applied. Wow. I got some recommendation letters, but I really didn't expect that you'd accept me. I had to take a hard test in English. The, it's called IELTS. So I did it. I passed to, to be able to apply. And they finally accepted me. But then... And this is through FIT? FIT. Okay. FIT, I love you. I learned it so much. Shane Spiker, I love you. Shane Spiker, you are my favorite teacher. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to FIT, but again, the feeling of using my money to pay something for me, it was so hard. I used to feel like, oh my God, I'm so selfish. I should be paying therapy for my son. I should be paying therapy for my son. That was this feeling. I can't imagine because I like... 
parent guilt in general, but I can't like I, I remember seeing my mom being like, I could do more for my, I could yeah. do more. I could always do more. Yeah. And I remember at that time, I used to dream, dream to send my son to speech. And when I told his speech, amazing speech, by the way, afterwards, when I finally had the money to pay, we finally could pay. I told her my dream was like you seeing him, you working with him. She was like, why you didn't tell me that before? I would like accommodate. I would like help somehow. But I would never do that. Are you sick of studying alone and have no idea where to start? Well, we have the perfect thing for you. If you can't join us in the live collective, we get it. Life happens. You can get our video bundles, which is the recordings of all of our collective classes, where we take notes with you, laugh with you, teach you everything that you need to know from the fifth edition task list. You can watch it on your couch, when you're in the gym, when you're in your car. Well, don't watch it when you're in your car, but you can listen. Um, and we'll stay with you every step of the way to get you to pass this test. There is no more questions of how to start studying or what to do next. We tell you absolutely everything. So if you love us on the podcast, you're going to love us in the collective. Head over to www.studynotesaba.com and get your video bundle today. Anyway, coming back to the program FIT, uh -huh. I started the program. It was expensive. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay, it's time to find a job that it's really going to pay me on time because now I need, to, I need to make this payment for school. Yeah. And I couldn't get a student loan because I'm not American. So. Which might, in hindsight, be a blessing. Yeah. So <laughs> I can. I kept like babysitting a lot as much as I could. And I like you're babysitting other people's kids while you you're there have a child with autism who like has such high like needs you. You know how like God worked in my life, it was so amazing. Those moms with kids on the spectrum, they would come to me and say, Hey, can you babysit? And I I I would say, I can, but I have my son. So I cannot do it today because I have no one to stay with him. And they would say, Bring him with you. So he would go with me. It would We would actually have play dates. And have the best time. Yeah, I would take them out, go to the indoor playground, go to playgrounds. It, it was like a field trip. So That's cool. so... Yeah. And you know Isabella when, is like literally like... like I love toys. And I love she toys. loves toys. She could tell you any review on any toy. <laughs> so it was actually good for my son and for... Yeah, the, you're getting that I, social. You know, when you have a kid on the spectrum, it's not any babysitter. Especially when they engage in, in like problematic prob behavior yeah like hitting hitting themselves you know so uh -huh. it's not anyone so I was babysitting a lot as much as I could and I found this job where it was actually perfect because they were Brazilians they were Jewish and I I was hired to take care of this old man are there yeah. a lot of Jews in Brazil no Not really. Yeah, okay, interesting. All right. And he had Alzheimer. Alzheimer's, okay. Yeah, so I had to, when I went to the interview, they were like, no, we think you are overqualified for this job. I was like, but I need it. it. It really fits my needs. It's right next to my house. I can drop my son at school. This is perfect. Please give me the opportunity. I never worked with, like, taking care of someone, but I'll learn everything. 
he had a provider coming to to bathe him every day. She was a little bit mean, but I worked her hard. So she trained me on how to help him to get out of the bed, how to bathe him, how to change him. And I also was responsible to take care of the house, clean the house, clean the clothes, make his food, walk him, walk him in a wheelchair. But he was, we had great times, great walks. Would you talk with him? He wouldn't talk much, but the days he was more talkative, he would tell me things. I remember one day I was crying and he was, he was not talking for two days already. And he told me, hey, don't cry. Everything is going to be okay. I felt so bad. I thought he was like not understanding, not paying attention. But he was paying attention the whole time. I remember also another day I had a car accident. And I had to make a call to the, I think, to the car shop. Uh-huh. And they were telling me the price like, Oh, it's like 300. And then I repeated, oh, 300? He said, you can pay with my card. But he didn't even have card. So he was paying attention. He was so sweet. Oh, my sweet. gosh. I, I would have the best time of my life. And guess what? You have a good time anywhere. Yeah. His wife was a BCBA. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How things are connected. Because I remember a friend recommended me to her because she couldn't go work for her. She had another job, and that's how I ended up there. But I found out later she was a BCBA. So we, whenever she was home, I used to make her like those, you know, those green juices. Like green help, juices. Yeah, I I used to make for her because she was always in a rush. She used to love it, and we we always talk about ABA a little bit in the morning. So I used to love my job there. So meanwhile, we had applied for another type of visa, work visa. Okay, so just like. I know it's confusing. No, what, what's happening here is that you go from lawyer to finding out this news about your child to like being screwed, not even being paid for a job, to then cleaning houses. Taking care of people, signing, changing yeah, them. Sign, signing up for grad school. Yeah. Okay, you're taking these classes. I went to FIT also. I barely understood so it, and hard. I'm very good at English, I'd say. Uh, pretty proficient. I mean, FIT is so detailed. Like, they teach you even, like, way deeper than tests, yeah. okay? I know. It's it's hard to understand because whenever I have to talk about something, I don't know. Let's say I'm taking my car to the car shop, to the dealer, or, I don't know, I'm going to shop for something, let's say, mm, something for the house. I don't know the words in English, but ABA, I could understand everything because of my son. And I was actually doing my best because everything I would learn, I would think of my son. I would cry with my teachers, telling, like, saying stories about their professional life. I used to love my time with FIT. It was, it was my me time. Was, Different version of self-care, but okay. I know. And... It was hard because I had to take the videos a lot, you know, hours of them and do the quizzes and everything. I didn't have a study buddy for almost the whole program. And I remember I had to take the tests and do things after my son's sleep. So it was so hard, so hard. And okay, I was in this job taking care of this man. Everything was in place. 
he passed away. Oh. Then I was like, there is no job. I had no so updates on my interviews. And yes, yeah, so sad because it wasn't easy for me. It was actually pretty hard. The job? Losing him, you yeah, know, losing him, him the go. Job. Yeah, of course. It was like Friday. I left him okay with a regular cold. Yeah. And I went home and they they didn't say anything. When I got there Monday, he was another person. He was doing bad. And she's the his wife said, well, the last thing he ate was with you on Friday. I hope you can help him treat a little bit today because he responds better to you. Oh, like you were able to get him to eat. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying she was blaming you. I was no, like, no, what no. the hell? He he was like, he was he would do great with me eating and taking his pills, but not with like other people. So it was actually pretty hard to see him like go the way he was. Mm-hmm. I was very attached. And at that time I was like, oh my God. Dealing with my feelings, with my FIT program, with all the problems I had, and I had no idea what to do. No idea. And meanwhile, Teo's in therapy this whole time. Teo in therapy this whole time. Doing so much progress, talking so much, being able to dress up himself. Imagine, he wasn't able to put clothes on. Was, was he body trained when he started? He was, but not fully. We finished here. He would engage in so many problem behaviors to get dressed. That the community we usually live first, they invited us to leave. No one could deal with his crying. Invited you to leave? Yeah. With his I thought jumping. you said invited me to leave. No, to leave the place. Like leave, okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Thanks helping me. Thanks to help me. And... So he passed away, and this part of the story, I barely can believe. I came home that day, I called my mom, I told her, hey, he passed away, I'm so sad, and then I got something in my phone, a notification. When I came to check, my permission to work was approved, 9 p.m. that day. So he passed it around 3 p.m., 9 p.m., I got my permission to work. Wow. I was like, okay. So is that when you started collecting hours? Yeah. So then I got this ABA job next day because they knew me. And they were always like, whenever you get your permission to work, just give us a call. We always have a client for you. So I started work next day, literally next day. I got the permission to work 9 p.m. Next day I was working. And after that, just working as an RBT, which is a lot, uh-huh. and finishing paying my program, studying with NABA, graduating, yeah. All right, you're, you're, you're going way ahead here. Okay, so then you get a job, you're working, you're collecting your hours. Meanwhile, you're seeing amazing changes with Teo. So then you go through your program. And this kind of also gets to, like, how we met a little bit. No, I met you, like, long time ago. Long time ago. Listen to the, listening to the podcast. So this is the funniest thing. So it's just a little bit about how we met. Casey and I were in Miami. 
Isabella lives in Miami. And we're like, let's do a behavior bitches meetup. We'll just post on our Instagram that we're going to go out on this night. And anyone who wants to meet us at this bar, we'll, we'll hang out with. Yeah, just go there. Just come here on this night. Anyways, not many people come. Two people. One of them being Isabella. And she's like this tiny, no, like, put together. I came earlier. Remember? No. Well, she went the week before as well. Yeah, I went to the place a week before, and I was like, that's not possible. It was like a line outside the place full of people smoking weed. I was like, no, I, I bet they're not here. I, I probably I'm in the wrong location. She drove, a, she drove to the place a week no, early. I got a babysitter. Okay, it was a whole plan for me, a whole big deal. And when I got there, there was this line full of people smoking weed, like crazy. And then I decided to type. Maybe that was a line to see the behavior bitches. Had you not know? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I decided to double check when I texted on Instagram saying, hey, where are you guys? And then I think you answered, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I'm here to meet you. And you were like, oh, my God, no, it's going to be in 15 days. It was two weeks later? Two weeks earlier. Yeah, the meeting was two weeks later. Oh, my God. But she shows up. So, like, when it actually was, she shows up. She comes dressed so cute, like the coolest dunks I've ever seen. Like, this, like, hand jewelry, like, funky stuff. And she seems like this little, like, first, like, quiet. Like, Isabella is very um, petite. And shy. And you're shy? She starts talking, and I ask her questions, and she's, like, so blunt and direct. And I loved it from the beginning. And then she started telling me her story. And then I'm like, wait, what? You were a lawyer? What? You're you cleaning Brazil? houses. You're from Brazil. Wait, yeah. How are you, how are you studying for this test? She's like, well, first of all, first of all, first of all, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, why didn't I tell you what? That you got a divorce. I'm like, well, we just met. What? When did I not tell you? She's like, I feel like we've been friends a long time since this podcast. I know everything about you and Casey because I. Listen to every single episode. <laughs> I'm always there with you. And so then I had to apologize for not letting her know personally about my divorce, which I definitely spoke about it in an episode. So that means that you're not a loyal listener. That's you besides. said that before, but I did listen to everything. Listen, so she comes to me then and she's like, I'm, I'm taking this test. And I'm like a little, I'm like, whoa. I was taking the collective. No, I mean, I thought you were a complete badass. You were taking the collective at the yeah. time. The winter one. And I was like, if this girl could do this, she could do anything. She's obviously a smart girl. But I was like, definitely hearing that English was not your first language. I know. And I'm like, she's going to have to study really hard. I know. I thought you were smart for sure. But I'm just like, this test is hard. People take it over and over again when English is their first language. And you're going to be taking this in English. So I'm like, wait, how long have you been speaking English? She's like, well, in 2016 or 2017, I knew nothing. No, 2018. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, okay, but you're going to pass this test. So I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you pass this test. Uh, So then we made sure you had every material you possibly needed. When I came here to visit. Well, when I met her that night, I was like, why don't you come to Dallas? Like, get a break. Come, just come to Dallas. Come hang out with me. She's like, okay. I'm going to book the tickets. She's there four days later. And I made sure she had every snap of resource that she 
Good Which pot. I love everything. I'm so proud of my Snapper things. She loves all her Snapper things, physical merch and like all yeah. the actual prep. <laughs> but she's she's like, I'm gonna sign up, take the test, and I'm like, okay, amazing. And you studied like crazy. I studied. Remember, you told me why are you taking the collective so early? Because I took for, during my last semester, and then I said, oh, because I have this final at FIT that I need to study. So I decided to take it earlier to take the final. And it, by the way, it helped me so much for my, it's called FPE. It's a final test we have at FIT. Did you take it or no? Probably, I just don't. It's actually pretty hard, just like the BCBA test, very hard. But maybe, cause I didn't do grad school. I did just a start, so I'm not sure it's the same, but. So hard. So I took this test. It was great. And I was like, okay, I have my hours done. I'm going to I'm gonna apply. I'm not going to wait. I need like to change my life. I need to get the money back to make some money. Let me do it. And let me do it before I had like a vacation schedule to go to North Carolina. It's like, I'm going to do it before. And I decided to schedule for three weeks later. She didn't tell me this. I didn't because I knew you would be so worried about me. No, I wouldn't be worried. I I, I think you're smart as shit. I knew that. Well, I my only concern wouldn't be because you're not. I think you're like, and I and I saw your mo like, and I was like, okay, this girl's gonna do whatever she wants to do in life. Side note, your nanny texted me, Claudia. Oh, it's, we are gonna be celebrating Leah's birthday in four weeks or five weeks. I don't know. So we 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 really want you to come here because. She's going through a lot in her house, like remodeling. She is full of things to do. I think you coming here, it's going to be great. I was like, okay, I'll be there. So I decided to not tell you that I scheduled my test because my plan was telling you in person, okay, I passed the test. I was confident I would pass. So I came back to my recordings. I was over at the collective. I watched them all, studied so much, took all the mocks. That's all that I used, and in three weeks, I passed my test. And, and I, I had no idea. I had I no idea. You in person. She, my, my birthday, I'm at the office. Nicole's like, we got to go somewhere real quick. I'm like, okay. She, like, pulls up to my house, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, let me guess. Casey's here <laughs> immediately. And then little Isabella pops out, and she gives me a box. And I open the box, and it's her piece of paper they hand you at the exam when you pass and I was just I am just so amazed and like admire you so much that anyone who like if I'm standing with Isabella I'm like I tell them her story within like I could I've got it down to like one minute and I mean this girl's a BCBA and I'm that that is just proof that like if you want something anything you can get it yeah. What would you tell anyone who's like in life somewhere and whether it comes to the test or just. Just, you know, I know it's hard. I went inside the dark hole and I couldn't see a way to leave. One thing that happened me, that helped me so much. Just keep trying. Keep going. Keep trying. Don't give up. Keep walking. Uh, religion helped me so much. When I could pay therapy, therapy helped me so much. But like the fact that I had 
to wake up for a reason. Of course I have problems. My life is not perfect at all. I have a bunch of them. But I cannot be the daughter. I cannot stay under the blanket. I have to wake up. I have my son to feed. I have to take him out of the house. If not, he's going to stay in his iPad the whole day. I have him to give me the strength to wake up next day. It doesn't matter whatever I'm going through. But just, I would keep trying, always thinking on my why. And You're a strong why. We always talk about that in class. Yeah. Always thinking about him and keep going. It's hard. But if you keep, like, working hard, if you have a plan, like I did, I had a plan. I was like, I'm going to study. This is, like, everything I do in my life, I always take that as an only chance. Okay, this is my only chance. And I'm going to do whatever I have to to do that. It's going to be a while. It's going to hurt. Remember what time I used to study? You think you thought I was crazy. Between 4 and 6 a.m., it was the only time I had the house quiet for me to study. <sighs> I couldn't do that later in the day. I was so tired after putting my son in his bed and preparing for next day, packing, lunchbox, everything. During the day, I couldn't do that. And by sure. the way, she's literally like a Pinterest mom. Like the activity she does, the sensory boxes, the decorations in her son's lunch. I mean, you're I amazing. Everything for me is a big deal. As I told you, like, he's so picky with food. So making his lunchbox and being able to put, put every day, like, a little bit something new. And he's going to try it. Again, it's not perfect. Sometimes he, sometimes he doesn't try it. Sometimes he doesn't eat it at all because of his meds. But I keep trying. And it makes me feel happy that I'm trying, that I'm not giving up. I mean, you, that I, God could not have placed a better mom for tail. And you know something, today I can say, yes, I agree. Usually I would just say, no, I don't think so. But yeah, I agree. Because I kept trying, even when I had no hope. Even when I couldn't see a solution. And guess what? I, I still have no solutions. I, and every time I go to a client's house and I hear their story or when they found out. Now, by the way, she's working as a BCBA. Yeah. I want to cry with them. I remember my whole story. Last week I met up a mom. She was like, I just want you to tell me, what do you do to be happy? Because for me, there is no happiness after this. And I told her the same, keep trying. You are going to see like happy things, happy like reasons. No, you will see little, not little, little things will be like the Happiest things in your life, like me. My son trying new things. My son wearing shoes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. I never I never thought it would be possible. Going with him to a grocery store, doing things on my own with him. He, it is incredible. So that's why ABA, it is so important for me because it changed my whole life. I couldn't go out with him by myself. When we would go out, it was like frequently people would call the cops because of his tantrums. Really? Yeah. We would go to therapy. Like he would have so many problem behaviors in Petland. So we would have like sessions oh, in Petland. Yeah. 
and he would freak out, like, go to the floor, pull my hair. Remember I told you I had my hair short for so long because he would pull and make holes by me. It was really bad. And now and look at him now. Yeah. And now we do things. So there is hope. There is, like, chance, but little by little. ABA, it's not I mean, going to change your life. he's in a typical now. He is. He's mainstreamed. Yeah. And he's doing great. He's reading, he's reading, he's writing, he's doing his math. And they said he wouldn't talk. He said that he wouldn't talk. And he, he definitely wouldn't. talks a lot. Yeah. Kobe and I went by their house and the first thing he asked Kobe, Kobe, like Isabella, I told you, she literally loves toys. Like she could give you like a toy. She could be a YouTube toy reviewer. She like knows every color it comes in, all the features of this, of that. And so Kobe's like going crazy seeing all these toys. And the first thing, Teo's like so excited to have Kobe there. And he's like, hey, you want to watch a Butterfinger commercial with me? And Kobe, no, thanks. Kobe, no, no thanks. <laughs> I want to play <laughs> with toys. Like every toy was there. I know. It was amazing. It's the same with toys. I keep trying. He doesn't like a bunch of them, but I keep trying. We play different things. He doesn't want to, but we, I mean, we keep trying. But the good thing is if he doesn't like it, you like it. Yeah, and I have fun. And I use it with my clients if he doesn't like it. So So my last thing, just closing off here, I want to ask you is, so now you're a BCBA, you're working with clients. How do you think this, you know, your own experience with being on the other side and, you know, having that understanding as a parent, how do you think that affects your practice? Well, first of all, I cannot show up to a session and do something I would not want for my son. So I just can't see something not going perfect because I know I wouldn't like it happening with my son. So I try my best to keep my clinicians, my RBTs, very motivated, very happy. I try to really explain them, them why you are here, why we are working on this. I want this to make sense for you. If it doesn't make sense to you, then tell me and I change. And we can change again and again and again. But I like to have my clinicians knowing why they are doing something and knowing how that can impact, impact our clients and knowing that if they don't show up, that means they the client has no therapy and we need it. They need it. It's like a magical necessity. We have to show up and we have to be our best. We have to be in our best. We have to treat them with a lot of respect and compassion. Those families are going through a lot. It is so hard, so freaking hard to be there. And I think a few days ago, I had a clinician say, oh my God, I I love when the sibling is not there because the session goes like easier, we can do things. And I just told her, I know, I agree, but imagine being a sibling of a child on the spectrum and someone goes to the house every day with new toys to play with Oh them. my gosh, I know that you are, I always would include the siblings. And I told her, the sibling is actually a blessing. We must include him as much as we can so he knows what to do. And outside of the house, probably he's going to advocate for his son or for his uh, brother and, you know, be there for him, have his back. 
it's like a blessing. So we have to find a way to be fair because imagine you are eight. Oh my God, it's, it's so not fair. Someone, yeah. It's literally like you have someone coming in here to play with you every day. With new toys? Yeah. Just should give you an attention, sit down like one or two hours and play with you. Like they'll buy whatever you want. Yeah. And praise you and, you know, keep you so motivated and happy because that's, that's what ABA is supposed to be. Exactly. To be like a... They want to eat out of your yeah. hand. Yeah. Like it's fun. You, I mean, I want my clients to be so happy when I'm there. And like being now, sometimes I have sessions on telehealth and I feel so good when they remember me. They come to me. Last week, one of, the, one of my clients said, hey, hi, I need more toys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll make sure to order and send them to you. I love it. Thanks for telling me. So that's what we want. We want them happy. We want them like living their best life. Being as much independent independent as possible and happy, happy, because it is hard for the family. So the answering your question again, my number one thing in my work life, in my everyday life is like, I'm not doing anything I don't want for myself as a mom. And I told you recently. I, I saw that. I, I mean. When we, were traveling to, when we were <laughs> traveling together, Isabella might be in her meetings, like on her headphones, but I could like hear her side of things. And I'd be like, she's like, no, like there's so many things that you could easily let pass and continue, but like to make your life easier, essentially. But you're like, nope, mm -mm. I'm getting in there. I need to know what is being billed for this. Is this even like, I mean, and I have to tell you of now being a parent myself and having a sibling who like I've advocated for throughout his entire life. Like to know that someone out there like you is working with these individuals is such a blessing to our field. Well, and, and it sh shows the passion, which is so amazing. I put my whole heart on this because it changed my life. And no matter what, what is happening with me outside, whenever I show up to work, I, it just like changes my day, my clients and everything I listen so I, I just get sad that sometimes we get so stuck in just the work we have to do. ABA, it's not this. It is not. And it's not a paper you can turn on later. It's someone who needs you there every day and needs your best. You cannot just show up and, okay, I'm just going to hang out and see how it goes because you got to be creative. Yeah, it's it's just not fair. We make such an impact in their lives. And these right? families, like... I see moms, They sometimes they look forward to talk to us. It's of really course. Fun. They want to know. They're isolated as well. Yeah, and when they find out that I have a child on the spectrum, they have so many questions. And they see you, they're like, oh my God, I could be this hot too? <laughs> I think they just see I'm there kidding. is hope. You know? No, um, of course. You know me. Gotta put a humorous spin on it. I know, but I don't feel I'm hot, mommy. Okay, well, her confidence is there's something else she needs to work on, but that's besides the but point. You're helping me, right? I'm helping. Thank uh, you. Always. Isabel, thank you so much for coming on. This is so fun. I'm so happy to share your story. And now whenever I meet someone, I could just say, listen to the podcast instead of having to say the whole thing. I don't have to say the whole story. Yeah, this is my... This is and thank you. Because of you, I'm here today. I'm a BCBA. You helped me. 
Whenever I had the hard times, I would have fun listening to your podcast, driving to my client when I was not getting paid. You were driving with me when I were driving. That's still ridiculous. But should, I had fun. Should I call them and say something? No. You tell me always. God will take care of them. Right? She listens to me, this girl. See? I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Isabella, I love you. I admire you. I hope I some I, I hope someone else listening, whether they're in the position of being a, a parent, a family member of an individual, hope this provides hope. If you're someone who maybe is like losing steam and forgetting why you do what you do, I hope this provides that fire that you need. Someone studying if if you need to be like, if Isabella could do it, I can do it. Yeah. I think this is just like so helpful to so many people. Keep going, keep trying, have a plan, do your part, and things are and going to And see yourself out. there, and you'll do it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Isabella, this is a time where I'm going to tell everyone where they can find us. You can find us on behaviorbitches.com. You can find us on Instagram, at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Facebook, at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You could go leave us, or please do, go leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store. Not that you can't listen on Spotify, but Apple is the best place to leave the review and the only place you can leave one. Have you Be left kind. one? Have you left it? Yeah. I think you just... There's just so left. many. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. We, we do not have that many and we really need more. So will you force some people to go leave some? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Isabel. That's why I need you. All right, guys. We support each other. We totally do. <laughs> so here we go. As always, love ya. Mean it. everyone it's Isabella here since I just came from the podcast I want to talk about my favorite Naba things actually my essentials should leave right yeah your what essentials essentials your snub essentials my snub essentials oh, her essentials for studying okay got yeah. it yeah okay so when you are studying for your test you have to have the coloring book first of all it things are gonna be easier everything is there everything you have to memorize it's beautiful the notes are done you just have to color and have fun i had a lot of fun i swear to you using my coloring book and my highlight highlighters i am school supplies addicted and the highlighters and the pavlov pen those are the best when you're studying for your test and you talk about them a lot you love it i love it the bible yeah. highlighters are Amazing. Also, the Cooper tabs, they make your life way easier whenever you are reading your Cooper book. Of course, the tote to carry your Cooper book. Oh, you love that. I love my tote book. Tote. Yeah. And whenever you pass your test, because if you are following my advice, you are going to pass your test. You have to buy the note. note is that a notepad? Which one? The squared one that I just oh told the you. negative reinforcement pad oh yeah the negative reinforcement pad you could use that even before you pass no no it's cool when you are a BCBA oh it is don't okay. yeah don't use it before you pass you pass your test and then you have like start writing your shit actually down. let's use a behavior term let's use the Premac principle you pass your test and then you have the coolest notepad ever which is the <laughs> yeah the negative reinforcement pad I love it everywhere I go and I pull it out of my 
told. <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, this is so cool. And it is so cool. I love it. And of course, when you pass, have your box ready to take cute pictures. I'll ask Leah to post mine because I think we didn't post it. you think it. you look cute. I look it so cute. I was so happy. I love how look at you. Just like, just consider that I put the socks in the wrong fit. And what else? Let me think about it. It's short ad. It can't be too long. So you gotta grab I, it. Sorry. I <laughs> love the box. I love the negative reinforcement pad, the highlighters, the tote, and of course the stickers because they make you a cool BCBA, a cool RBT. And there is none out there that you can find like this one. It's high quality and super cool. Get the stickers, get the highlighters, get the coloring book, get the tote and the box and you will be fine. And you too can be hot like Isabella. Yeah, hot like me. Wow. You don't even have to be from Brazil. Nope. Check it out, guys. www.steadynotesaba.com And be happy. This show was produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts and made possible by listeners like you. If you ever thought of doing your own podcast, please visit prettyeasypodcasts.com.